We'll make it work. Okay. All right. The recording. We are recording. Okay. Awesome. Actually recording. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Carol Suki podcast. I am fangirling right now because (laughs) because I have Liz Throp on my podcast. Hello, Liz. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and and. And I'm fanning you too. You're you're one of my fave girls. So I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> Liz Throp is a um, psychic. Liz Throp is a medium. Liz, why don't you tell them all the amazing things that you do? <laughs> okay. Well, yes, I am a psychic medium. Um, I'm also a life and soul coach. And people often ask what the difference is between a life and a soul coach. Well, we all know what a life coach is. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's had that awareness for a long time. As a soul coach, I'm dipping in a little bit further. It's hard for me to shut off my psychic awareness. So when I'm coaching, I'm also intuitively, you know, supporting the person that I'm coaching. So that's the soul coaching aspect. Um, I'm also the um, CEO CEO of Psychic Kids United, which is a uh, a company that uh, supports children and their grownups with their gifts. So if, uh, you know, if your child is experiencing paranormal activity and you're confused and scared and don't know what to do, uh, head over to Psychic Kids United because that's a really great um, resource to help and support there. I'm also um, a co-founder of the Psychic Associates, which is an outfit that I launched with two really beautiful, incredibly gifted women Jay Lane and Amber Price, both psychic mediums as well. And this is a company that we launched to to support anybody out there who wants to improve their own psychic awareness, as well as maybe launch a business in the holistic world. So whether you're an empath, a healer, psychic medium, whatever it is, there's, you know, a lot of people don't have the business acumen to to get up and going. So we've created an incredible course for that. And, uh, and then on top of that, I, you know, um, I am the recipient of the 2019 and 2022 last year's Psychic of the Year Award from the Spiritual Excellence Halo Awards. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And that's why I'm fangirling, like, holy, (laughs) oh my goodness, that's amazing, Liz. And you you know what, I have had experience um, um, having a reading with Liz. So everybody, I mean, if you haven't had a reading with Liz. If you've never had a reading, you will your mind will be blown because Liz is very talented at what she does. Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of which, how did how do you become a psychic medium? Like, how did you know this is something that you needed to pursue? How did you know you even had a gift? Like, how did this all start? That's a great question. So <laughs> my whole life I've been one, um, which is, you know, but I didn't really know that I was one until probably into my 20s, my early 20s, when I started to really go, oh, okay, there's something wow. really quite different from me than there than there is from others. Now, so this I, now this chose you before you chose it. So I've, I've met a lot of different um, psychic mediums over the years. I have a lot mm-hmm. of colleagues in the field. And, you know, it's probably the majority of people have just always been psychic mediums. Um, there are some that I know that have no, they have no recollection of having any gifts and they have self-taught. Um, so oh. it can, it's a, something that can be learned. 
which I didn't know until I met these people. Uh, for me, I just, I just, it was as natural to me as breathing is to you. Right. I just assumed that everybody else had the same awareness. In fact, I always questioned why people didn't see the awareness that I saw. It really confused me that people didn't get what I got. And yes. they're like, it's so obvious to me. Like, it's such a no brainer. How do you not get this? So that <laughs> created a lot of um, anxiety and frustration within me in my early years, for sure. Right. So, okay, let's go way back. Can yeah. you think of like the very first time, maybe how old you were, that you think that you might have had that inkling that you have a gift that most don't? Yeah, so I can I can go back to when I was about four years old, which is my earliest memory, and, wow. and I was um, I was living in a in a farmhouse in the middle of Guelph, and, and like in the middle of a couple of fields, like there was no neighbors on either side of us for a good oh probably about ten acres, so we were really isolated. Okay. And I remember it was a foggy morning. And uh, which we would get these fogs roll in and uh, and you couldn't see any you couldn't see in front of you. And I remember looking out the kitchen window and mm -hmm. I saw an old couple walking. So the fog would come and go where you could see them and then you wouldn't see them. And mm -hmm. they were walking this old couple like sort of bent over and just like trying to get over. But the field had just been tilled. So, you know, how it's got that you know, the ripple to it, like okay. where the soil is built up. So I'm, I'm, yes. I yelled to my mom, why are they walking in the field? And they were walking towards the back of the property, which was all woods. So I'm like, where are they going? What are they I doing? I have goosebumps everywhere as you're saying this. You know that, right? <laughs> okay. So it's crazy, right? And, and my mom and, and my dad both came over and were like, wow, what are they doing out there? So we all saw them. It wasn't oh. just me. Oh, yeah, which was really okay. cool. So um, we ran outside and I think my sister was there as well, who saw them as well. And we we ran outside and my dad said, you guys stay here. I'm going to go get them. And, you know, they must got they must have got turned around and they think they're walking towards the road, but they're clearly walking towards like like nowhere land nowhere yeah. so all of a sudden my dad got to about where they were and the fog just completely lifted and it was as clear it was as if there was never any fog there and there was nobody there <laughs> and the field was huge so they it wasn't oh like they God. could have bolted and ran right and they just weren't there anymore so that's they also weren't agile people yeah, right. Exactly. They were very old and sort of crunched over walking with each other, holding each other up like it was. Yeah. So I, the only thing I can come to now, my awareness now is that this was a stain on the property. We'll call it a stain on the property. So it's like a, think of it like a loop. So this couple um, would have probably lived on the property many, mm -hmm. but they were in period clothing now that like after the fact, I can remember we've talked about it in years past and they were in sort of period clothing. So they would have been like early settlers who would have just been making their way across the field to their, probably to their home, which was way wow. down on the property. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So your so your whole family has this gift, or was this the first time that everybody kind of saw something, or did you find out that your parents well, that that at that particular house that we lived in in Guelph was very active, so active as in 
doors opening and closing, wow. uh, footprint, like footsteps in the hallway constantly. I was, as a child, I was the, you know, first I was the baby. So I was always the first to go to bed, which I hated because <laughs> it was full of activity. And, and now I've also come to learn that it's not so much the house that's full of activity. It's more so the person in it. Right. So right. yes, the house can hold energy, but for the most part, that energy is going to be dormant until somebody like me or okay. my parents or and people who are receptive to it are able yes. to see it and, and connect with it. And they're just literally just reaching out, like, talk to me, let's have a, let's have a conversation. Wow. But as a child, it's terrifying. So I suffered, I suffered a lot from night terrors and, you know, yeah. just, I didn't get a lot of sleep as a child because I was always on edge waiting for somebody to touch Who's me. Coming. Yeah. Right. It was very freaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then at what age would you say that you kind of were more able to embrace it and just, you know, this, this is my life. This is what happens. And so I'm I gonna- kind of pushed it away. Um, I mean, I had to deal with it up until I was about a, about 12 or 13 and then mature, like, I guess when, when uh, that all kind of kicks in, um, I, I kind of pushed it away. I was, I, it terrified me. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I always felt very isolated from people. I was mm-hmm. that kind of kid that observed more than participated. Yep. Um, I call, I still call myself the introverted extrovert. Yes, I use that term too. (laughs) Like I could totally never see another human and be quite okay with that. But you know, in this, unfortunately, I have to participate in the human race. So, uh, (laughs) to make a living, to connect with my, you know, with my family, my peeps, whatever. So it's always been hard for me um, being around people. But that's another thing that I've come to learn uh, being an empath, uh, Mm -hmm. which likely that's why you have the same issue, right? Empaths just, you know, we, we, we absorb and feel everybody else's stuff like it's happening Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to be around other people if you're not Mm -hmm. guarding yourself and protecting yourself and grounding and and all that wonderful stuff. So yeah, for anybody who's suffering with that, that's listening right now, if you go over to psychickidsunited.com, you will be able to find grounding and protection technique videos there that I done for children, but it's the same thing for adults. That's great. Yeah. What? Okay. I'm, we're going to have to put that in the show notes too. So make sure you give me all those, any links. Okay, you... for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, wow. And then you started to actually serve at what age would you say? Around 25, around, around like my early twenties, probably about 22, between 22 and 25, I was playing somebody Mm -hmm. a friend of mine was like you know you're so psychic every time I ask you a question you know you know the things before anybody else and I'd be like yeah whatever (laughs) you know it's kind of a no-brainer you know okay (laughs) so let me ask you about that so so when you so you have friends asking you for advice and you give them without hesitation what they should do yeah what does that sound like to you it, it sounds to me like common sense. It's just so, common sense. It's common. But you're sense. not hearing a voice. No, not- I'm, I'm hearing. So this is one of the things that I think a lot of people get confused with when it comes to psychic people. Mm-hmm. If we're not hearing otherworldly voices. That's kind of a rare thing. Like you do hear them, but it's more of a rarity than it is the norm. What okay. we're hearing is our own voice. Okay. 
So you know how you have the inner conversations with yourself? Mm-hmm. It's like my own voice, but I'm, I'm, I'm having knowledge on things that I shouldn't have knowledge on. Like, how do I know medically terms and stuff like that? I've never gone to medical school. How can I um, discuss things that make no sense to me? Like I've never had any education in like, these were things that were starting to happen that were making me question. Like, mm-hmm. how did I know that? I must've read that or watched a show on that or something, but <laughs> it didn't make any sense because I have a terrible memory recall. So <laughs> You know, all of these things, I, I started to like the penny started to drop in my 20s and I still didn't really fully accept it. Um, right. I was more terrified of what could happen if I let it in. Okay. Because of Hollywood, right? Hollywood has right. created this massive fear like you're going to have blood running down your walls, pigs are going to be flying yeah. through the window. Like it's going to be insane. <laughs> like, you're going to have Linda Blair's head circulating in front of you and you're going to have to get a priest in like levitating off your bed. (laughs) I was so terrified that I was going to conjure something up that I didn't want. So Mm -hmm. I really repressed the bejesus out of it on Mm -hmm. purpose. Um, But once I, you know, once my friend stepped up and went, you've got to do this, like for people, you you yeah. should, you should, you know, do this for people because you're really good at giving advice and, um, and you just know stuff that people don't know. So I, I decided, and she ended up getting me a, a tarot deck. That's what she bought me for my birthday. And, and that's when she sat me down and went, okay, we need to have this come to Jesus Liz. Okay. Like you are, you're good at this. So you need to learn how to use these. My aunt did this. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And people are going to just like ridicule me or whatever. I had so many fears. I remember being so terrified and so silly yeah. to think about it, but I get where people are coming from now because sure. everyone is terrified in the beginning. Sure. So did you, did you have to do any deep like really deep meditation or take a course or anything like that to to really hone in and yeah no I didn't do any of that so you have to keep you have to keep in mind like this was about 30 plus years ago Mm -hmm. this was before any of this stuff was like there was no internet you know what I mean like like we didn't have we had we had libraries where we would go and research so I I definitely was attracted to books that um that connected to paranormal and Um, you know, I was attracted to that kind of stuff, but saying that, um, I didn't have the awareness that we, like, it is so commonplace now and it's so accepted, which is a wonderful thing. Um, Mm -hmm. but you can get, um, information online at the drop of a hat if you're Mm -hmm. struggling with any aspect of, of your craft. Right. So, uh, we didn't have that. Yeah. It was trial and error. I just had to, I had to push myself every day to do it. And, you know, you do a reading for one person and then they tell, they tell 10 people and yeah. then those 10 people want to get readings and they all tell 10 people. And now I, I have clients all around the world mm-hmm. as a result. Right. So I, I only really started advertising about probably nine years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But yet before that you've had, had no advertising whatsoever. I just, it was as a clients. Yeah. That's yeah. And that speaks volumes to what you can do. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a reading where it was like, uh, I missed the mark? Have I, um, where hmm, I, I remember having one that 
I had a, a, a reading with a woman in Toronto. It was my first mm -hmm. time coming to Toronto, like the big city, right? I'm from St. Catharines. <laughs> so like going to the big city and doing a, a party of 10 and wow. it was high rise condo. And, um, and I was very nervous because like, it, it was like out of my wheelhouse going to Toronto. I, you know, so there was a lot of stress getting there and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I get Usually. it. Yeah. I get in. And the first woman that um, comes in to sit with me, I start in and I'm telling her how she's going to have all these uh, relationships within like within the next couple of months, there's going to be four men coming in for her and how it's going to be like this incredible opportunity for her to choose a new relationship. I feel like you haven't been in a relationship for a long time. Like these, this one is seared in my mind because it was so traumatizing for me. And oh. she went off the rails. Carol oh. she literally started yelling at me at the top of her oh. lungs. Like what kind of um, garbage person are you to say stuff like that? I haven't dated anybody in 20 years. And you're telling me I'm going to have four men dating me, oh like whatever. God. And screaming at me. I was just like, Deer in the headlights, what's happening? Aww. I can tell you what I tell you. Well, she ended up leaving the room and opened the doors. Everybody was like listening. And I'm like, they're going to tell me to leave. And that's okay. I want out <laughs> here anyway. And, um, and the guy, the next guy that can, he's like, it's okay. She's a drama queen. But just, I've heard a lot of good things about you. Yeah. So just to forget everything that happened there, let's yeah. get going. And yeah. he, he gave me the power to just calm down and you know, work with him. And he was just like, what, how do you know that? And so he left the room doing the polar opposite of what she had done. Right. And everybody after that was, you know, they weren't judgmental and they were just, everybody was blown away by my, my gift. Fast forward uh, about a month, I get a phone call. The, yeah. the other thing I should tell you is I didn't charge that woman. I said, just keep your money and just go. Right. I, just please. Like, just, <laughs> That's enough. Go. Yeah. Um, she calls me. And she's yes. like, I don't know if you remember me. I was like, oh, I yeah, how can I forget? Yeah, like you traumatized <laughs> the hell out of me, lady. Anyways, she she goes, so I've got three of the four already dating me. And I don't know what to do. You were going to tell me that there was one, a good <laughs> one, but I don't know what to do. Well, long story short, I had to, she had to try, I charged her, of course, I got money back and I did yep. the reading for her over the phone and she, she knew what direction to go in. But yeah, that was probably the most traumatizing. No, everything you're saying is wrong. Um, but in the end it, it worked out. Yeah. Not, not so much. Wow. And, and I've heard, I've heard, I've heard stories like that, but it's usually because the person is not receptive and wants to hear something. And they, because they don't hear what they want to hear, they're like, yes. you're, you don't know what you're talking about, right? That's 100% right. Like I've had clients where they've come in and they've wanted to talk to a loved one who mm -hmm. just passed, but that loved one is coming through and saying, no, they need to know about this right now. This is more important than hearing about this. Right. And so if they booked a half an hour, I only have so much time to give mm -hmm. information. So they will be like, reaching out to me after the fact and going, you know, I was really pissed that you didn't bring my dad through because my dad had just passed away. But, right. you know, I've come back and done a second reading and it was all my dad. And, you know, I just need you to know that I was really upset with you because everything you told me was not anything I wanted, but it turned out it was what I needed. And right. so that can happen too. Right. But I trust, like, I, I don't have 
um, I've had to really, um, how do I say it? Um, like release myself of ego when it comes to doing these readings, because mm -hmm. spirit will take me down paths that I'm uncomfortable with. And, you know, people want what they want. And, yes. and I appreciate and understand that because I'm, I'm a people too. I'm a human. Yes. <laughs> so I want what I want and I can appreciate and understand that. But mm -hmm. what I, what I truly like fully embrace is spirit knows the right way. Spirit knows exactly what you need when you need it. And if your loved ones are meant to come through, they're going to, and it's never about, um, you know, punishing you if they don't come through. Sometimes it's just my connection to spirit might not be there for whatever right. reason. It's not right. because you don't deserve to talk to them or, you know, there's just so many eventualities that could possibly happen, but whatever you're getting, trust that, trust that what you're getting is for you in the, in the moment. Right. I think is yeah. the message. Just like you said, you're getting what you need to hear not me. And it might not be what you want to hear. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it because, you know, I, before I was able to, you know, dive into it, I, I, I knew that there are people out there who really have a gift and I was like, will I ever find one who really knows what, what, you know, I don't know, they can, they can really channel to what I need to hear or the people that I, that I hope to talk to. And, and you've obviously proved that you truly have a gift. Yeah. And, and, you know, and well, here's the thing, Carol, every single human on the planet has the same gift. Mm -hmm. It's like every person on the planet can ride a bike if they try mm -hmm. really hard and if they practice. It's no mm -hmm. different. We all have the same, you know, parts to make it happen. Um, our sixth sense is part of our human, you know, our human aspects of, of life. It's part of who we are. Um, some of us tune in easily and effortlessly. Mm -hmm. um, some of us have to train and work hard towards that. And there is incredible um, I, I've offered a course that I wrote with the, my two colleagues, Jaylene and Amber Bryce, mm -hmm. um, two very gifted psychic mediums. We put our heads together over a hundred years of experience, um, mm -hmm. to create a course that gives the average person insight as to how to build and strengthen their own psychic muscles. So wow. something to think about if you want wow. anybody out there wants to, and, and it's not to do the work that I do necessarily, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. you're in business and you want to have an edge over your competitors. Maybe, right. you know, you just want to have a better um, relationship with your people around you so that you are more tuned into them. There's so many different reasons why we would use our uh, abilities. I obviously use it to support and help, you know, the human race in, right. in whatever capacity I can, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that you have to become a psychic for a living, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I did, you know, I, I just thought some people were given a gift just the same way some people are given brown eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was that it was, it was I, I see it more like if, you know, um, if you and I were to go to a, a football camp, right. And like, neither of us have played football before, or like just for hypothetical and we both want to learn and maybe you're a really great thrower and maybe mm -hmm. I'm a great catcher. So, mm -hmm. you know, although we are, you know, have different qualities, different skill sets, 
we're still mm-hmm. doing the same game. We're still playing the same game. So just like psychic abilities are no different. There's the clairs, all the different senses that we can tap and tune into. So right. I, I know that I tap into the majority of the clairs, but I've also been really strengthening my psychic muscles for over 30 years. Yeah. Whereas somebody coming in is maybe really strong in clairvoyance or claircognizant or, you know, they, they may be strong in one area. Whereas mm-hmm. I've been focused and working on it and building my muscles, lifting those weights all these years. So right. it's just, um, anybody can learn it. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So I loved hearing about that because I've, I've just been so intrigued by it. And, and I know some, pe- I know some people that t- definitely turn it off and they're like, I want nothing to do with this. You know, they'll, they'll say to me, Carol, like, who's that sitting in the corner? I'm like, there's nobody. Um, but okay. But they're like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, you have a gift. I don't care. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want it anymore. But, um, so that's really cool. Uh, but you are going to be at the Elysian festival in Orangeville. Yes. And that is coming on August the 12th and 13th, 2023. That's what year we're in. Not sure when you're going to listen to this and so excited to have you. You are not going to talk about being a psychic, Why don't you give us a little bit about what you will be speaking about? I am so, first and foremost, so grateful that I get to be a part of this event (laughs) because it is such a beautiful event put on by beautiful people such as yourself. I am so (laughs) excited about it. Um, And the the lineup, I mean, I've done some research on who's coming to to speak and it's going to be an incredible lineup. So yeah, if you haven't got tickets left, like, yeah, you are silly, get your tickets first. Of yes. But yeah, saying that I'm going to be discussing something that every single one of us experiences on any given day, you know, mm-hmm. randomly or not, uh, but drama, you know, it's a really big problem, especially in today's age. Um, we have a lot of, you know, ex- things going on all around us all the time, whether it's our personal lives, whether it's our working environment, or if it's just general world news, drama is around us. And you, unless you understand how to cope and compartmentalize drama, you're going to be sucked into the, the drama circle, which is, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, participating in, in a drama circle because it's overwhelming and it's, it drains you of your energy. So I'm so excited to share the Mm -hmm. the tips and tools of the trade that I've learned over the years, because, you know, a little side note, I used to be a drama queen. (laughs) Uh, I may may or may not have been a drama queen in my early life, but um, I've, I, you know, and, and, you know, Hey, I'm still human. I still dip my toe into the drama pool. However, (laughs) You know, I now have tools in which to pull myself out of that and get out of the bitter barn. I don't want to hang out there. Nobody else wants to hang out in the bitter barn. So I'm going to give you tools on how to really once and for all put an end to the drama in your life. That's awesome. Because yeah, it's because at the same time, it's easy to get sucked into at least if not being the center of it, nobody wants to be the center of it. But like, Sometimes it's like, ooh, you got dirt, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Ooh, that's juicy. Yeah, yeah. and but, we've been uh, trained. We've been trained by society to get yes. excited by trauma mm-hmm. and drama. We've been excited. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. So that's a great topic. That's, that's awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. It will help everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your capabilities are. This will help and support your life, which is, you know, if I can, if I can change one person on the day, I will be ecstatic. And if that one person can share the advice with others, just think of the snowball. I always think if, if we could just put a, a cap on just the dramas that people are mm -hmm. experiencing, imagine what kind of a world we'd live in. Oh like, gosh. Be amazing. Right. So yeah. Like literally heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven on earth. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have them. Drama is going to be there. Trauma is going to be there. You can't mm -hmm. avoid it, but you can learn how to cope with it. So absolutely. That's great. All right. So listeners, Liz Throp, I'm going to have her links um, in the show notes, but please join us on August 12th and 13th, 2023 at the Elysian Festival Orangeville. This is the first ever, um, and we have an amazing lineup years to come for sure. This is again, just the first ever a little, a little tidbit. There might be some in different locations too. Oh, we don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but I wouldn't say it if it wasn't a thing. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited about that. I can totally see that happening for sure. Yes, that's very me too. Exciting. And you would know because you're a psychic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I absolutely would know. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. Have a great day.